It's time. This team is driving me to drink, and I think I figured out their one fatal flaw. We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavs. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager, still of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for being part of the show, especially after that loss. Making Lockdown Maps your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, watch every day, and comment anything below. Let the comments fly. Let it all out. It's a safe space. It's a safe space because I can't call you out on the show because the show's already happened by the time you're commenting on it. And so you're, you're free to do it. Uh, Yeah, that was a bad loss. I'm having some drinks. I need to decompress. I need to figure out some things. And so do the Dallas Mavericks. So on today's show, I'm going to tell you their one fatal flaw. I think I figured it out. That trumps everything else. I'll break down the game a little bit. Luca's birthday. Luca's a good game. Who else does? Not really anybody else. Then we'll talk about some game notes. Maxi Klebo returns. That That should be a happy thing. It is kind of. Christian Wood makes a weird exit during the game. Goes to the locker room on his own accord. Talk about that. And then talk about some more stuff. <sighs> Whatever I can get through. <laughs> this episode. Whatever I can get through. That's what we'll get to today. Because I am actually drinking during this podcast. Because if you watched any part of this game. Or even if you just looked at the box score. If you're a Mavs fan. You're listening. And you watch this game at all. It drove you insane. This game drove you insane because it did me Mavs lose 122 to 124 we know we know at this point this is what the Mavs are their defense is is not there we know that their offense has to be pretty much great pretty much perfect if they want to go anywhere and against this Pacers team that just is Tyrese Halliburton Miles Turner in the middle and some dudes like just some dudes I, I don't know if, <laughs> well, the drink's already kicking in. I don't know how many Pacers that people in the building at the AAC tonight could have picked out of a lineup. I don't know. Buddy Heald, maybe. Oklahoma guy. Aaron Neesmith, no. Andrew Nemhard, no. Jordan Nora, no. Benedict Matherin, they should, but they don't. TJ McConnell, Maybe. <laughs> It's it's Texas. Maybe they, maybe they know. Jalen Smith, no. Chris Duarte, no. There's no way anybody's picking those guys out of the lineup. And so this Mavericks team comes in. This Pacers team should not have beaten them. This is a game you have to win. They come out of the gate, and they allow 31, 38, and 37 points to the first three quarters. And they only score 26 in the second. And they just can't, their offense couldn't keep up. And they went down by 12 at one point in this game to this Pacers team. Rick Carlisle comes back in the building. And so you're looking at this team and you're looking at this game just going, it's the same stuff again. But 
I know their one fatal flaw now. It's taken a little while, and I wanted to see a couple of games of, of Kyrie, and I wanted to see this, but you have this Dallas Mavericks team last year that goes into the playoffs, knew exactly who they were. That team last year knew exactly who was on the court, what was going on. They knew who they were. They knew what they were good at, and they knew what they needed to do to win. Does this team know what they need to do to win? Luka knows he's got to get to the basket. He's got to score points. Other than that, I don't think anyone else knows what this team needs to do to win. So you had the identity last year. You don't have an identity this year yet. Bringing in Kyrie, it's going to change some things. So you, you kind of give him some leeway with the identity thing. But that team had Jalen Brunson on it. That team had Dorian Finney-Smith on it. They're gone. Mavs bring in Kyrie Irving. He's only been here like, what, four weeks? <laughs> Not even. And Luka Doncic is being called out by his coach for maturity. Guys, the, an- the answer is right in front of you. It's leadership. This team does not have a leader. This team doesn't have a leader at all. The coach is in front saying, you know, he's, coach is looking at me and saying, I'm not playing. I'm watching just like you guys. Not taking the blame for stuff. Who knows what he's saying in the locker room or what he's saying in huddles and things like that. But I'm not playing. I'm watching just like you guys. That doesn't sound like a leadership statement to me. Who knows if he's saying anything different? I, I know that he lies in his in his post game. I don't always tell you guys the truth. He has admitted that. Maybe he was lying about that. Who knows at this point? But this team doesn't have a leader. Jalen Brunson last year was a leader. Look what he's doing on the Knicks right now. You can talk about skill, and you can talk about fit with the team, and you can talk about all the different things and defensive liability, and you can talk about all those things. He was a leader for this Dallas Mavericks team. He is a leader for the Knicks right now. Look at where the Knicks are this year compared to last year just by adding Jalen Brunson. R.J. Barrett's not playing well at all. He was, like, supposed to be the thing for them. Jules Randle's an all-star. Good for him. But they have as many wins this year as they did last year. (laughs) There's still, like, 20 games left. Jalen Brunson's a leader. Dorian Finney-Smith was a leader for this Dallas Mavericks team. He was ascending to become the leader on this team. He got traded. And when he got traded, you're like, okay, well, at least they replaced his defense with Josh, and at least they, you know, they replaced this. They didn't replace his leadership with anybody. Who's going to be a leader on this team? Because so far, it's not the coach. I'm not playing. I'm watching, just like you guys. It's not the coach so far. He's not making all this stuff work so far. And a great coach would take these pieces, and it would make it kind of at least make sense. It's not making sense right now. It's not Luca. Luca's not the leader. He's not stepping into that role. The coach just called him out in, in front of the media and everybody, in front of God and the world and everybody, for being mature. And he called him out on Sunday after the Lakers game when they lose a 27-point lead. And he called him out for yelling at the refs, for get, letting stuff get to him. And what does he do in this game? What does Luka Doncic do in this game? Luka Doncic in the second quarter, no call versus Miles Turner in the paint. Seemed like a pretty clean play to me. Could have been a little bit. Miles Turner did lean on it a little bit, but a post play against Miles Turner, one of the best rim protectors in the league, who the Mavs should have traded for like four years ago. Luka gets frustrated. Indiana gets an easy three on the other end and a four on five. Luka's yelling at the refs into the timeout. Tyler Ford is like, I have no problems calling a, a tech on you. I, we have had our battles throughout the year. <laughs> this is Tyler Ford, right? Tyler Ford's drinking too. I have no problems 
calling a tech on you. And that's what he does. He calls a tech on him. Luca got called out on Sunday for this very thing by his coach and goes and does that thing on Tuesday. That's not leadership. That's not stepping up. So it's not going to be Luca for all the great things Luca does. And he was the only guy that showed up on the court in this game. 39 points, eight boards, six assists on his birthday. Only two turnovers. Luca was awesome when he played. Eight of 12 from the free throw line. He missed like a whole bunch of free throws in the first first half and then made all of them in the second half. It was really strange. But he's not stepping up as a leader. Going back to the Mavs' fatal flaw. Who's the leader then? Dwight Powell? Dwight Powell's been a leader in certain ways. 12 minutes a game. <laughs> he's played 12 minutes in this game. You can't. Your leader can't play 12 minutes. Just can't. Bullock, quiet. Maxi just got back from injury, quiet. Josh Green, young, quiet. Not quiet when Austin Reeves comes at him, though, but quiet. Tim Hardaway Jr., not a not vocal leader, not stepping up in that area. Could, but not. Kyrie, just got here. But is he the one? Is he the one that has to step up for this team to be a leader? I just went through the guys that are going to get guaranteed minutes. Try thinking of anybody else. Christian Wood? No. We'll talk about that in the third segment. Justin Holiday, he just got here. Markeith Morris, he just got here. Frank Nilakina? I mean, like... People forget about Frank. But no. Does it have to be Kyrie? I think it does. Isaac and I talked about this a couple days ago. Does it have to be Kyrie that steps up as a leader on this team? Or we talked about as a vocal leader on defense. And he said it has to be Kyrie. And I said, woof. Woof. That's the Mavs' fatal flaw. They don't have a leader. And I asked Kyrie about that after the game. And I'm going to tell you what he said next, and I'll break down why the Mavericks lost this game and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the place to go check out the odds and lines everywhere, inside and outside sports. I don't know if you can pick the Mavs to miss the playoffs. I don't think that's a thing you can do. <laughs> I don't think that's something you can do at this point. Maybe they should. Uh, let's do something. I can't do it, Matt. I can't do NBA right now. I just can't. I just can't think of it. Let's do college basketball. Uh, let's do like a, a looking ahead at the tournament. A, the champion for the tournament, Houston, plus six fifty. They're number one right now. Kansas plus eight hundred. Alabama plus nine hundred. Interesting. Purdue plus a thousand. UCLA plus a thousand. Baylor plus fifteen hundred. Got Houston and Baylor up there. TCU plus three thousand. Other Texas team. Texas A and M plus fifty five hundred. Uh, I think those are all the Texas teams that I can see on here. Uh, so go check it out. It's FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash lockdown. You can get your first bet. No sweat. Go check out and see what that is. Again, it's FanDuel.com slash lockdown. All right, Isaac. Still drinking. Isaac's not here. I'm by myself. I'm still drinking. <laughs> I'm by myself, I'm drinking. By the end of this show, it could... It could get weird, so stick around. <laughs> Thanks for making Lockdown Abs your first listen each and every day and making us part and being part of the show. I appreciate each and every one of you that come up to me during games, like four or five of you. Actually, more than that. Like, probably 10 people came up to me at today's game. I got stickers. If you want a sticker, come hang out with me, section 123, before and after the game or halftime or wherever. Come hang out with me. We can talk. And I'll get you a sticker. They do look like condoms. That's what Isaac said last time. And two people, two guys came up to me and said, hey, I'd like my Lockdown Mavs condom. 
I told them to stay safe. I gave them some, and they went on their merry way. <sighs> Mavericks have a leadership problem. They don't have a leader. It's not the coach. I'm not playing. I'm watching. It's not the coach. It's not Luka. Not any other role players. Does it have to be Kyrie Irving? Is there enough time? I asked Kyrie about this, and I asked him. I thought long and hard. I thought for, we waited for Kyrie for a long time. We probably waited for him for like 25 minutes after Luca and Jason. Luca went really quick. Luca was in, in and out of media in like five minutes. He had his keys in his hands the whole time. Luca was ready to get out of there and to go anywhere to go celebrate his birthday, as he should. Jason Kidd came after that, said a bunch of coach speak, you know. Twitter isn't the coach. Stuff like that. And then Ky- we waited for Kyrie. And I'm waiting for Kyrie, and I'm trying to figure out how am I going to phrase this question? Because... It's hard to ask a teammate who's a leader, who's not, because then you're basically asking them who's not a leader on the team, <laughs> right? Because if he doesn't say Luca or if he doesn't say you know that, then then it'll be bad. Maybe Kyrie doesn't care about that. I don't know. We don't know about him uh, and what he cares about as far as like talking about teammates and, and all that so far. Touche. <laughs> so I asked him. I said. At this point, since you've been here, who have you seen step up in a leadership role for the Mavericks? And is there enough time for you to step into that role as Kyrie? Because I'm thinking through this whole thing. I'm basically, I basically thought through my whole first segment and I was like, team doesn't have a leader. Can Kyrie be that guy? Does Kyrie think he can Kyrie can be that guy? Ah, that's it. That's interesting. So, so I asked him that. And he started talking about the coaches. And he started talking about we got Hall of Famers in that locker room. So it's easy for me to go up to anybody and ask them questions and try and figure out things. And, and we've got great coaches that, you know, demand excellence from us. And he started talking about coaches and, you know, it's, he said, it's a collective, it's a collective as leadership. That's a non-answer. That's an answer. There's not a leader. They don't have one. They don't have a leader. And that's what, that's, what's really pulling them down. And you can say, well, they, they have the talent. They have, they have talent. They have this, they have, if you don't have, if you don't have leadership, I'm seeing a lot on Twitter recently, especially during games, especially from slightly biased friend of the friend of the pod, um, disgruntled current Mavs fan. I don't know what to call him at this point, uh, but he said, "Have some pride. Have some pride." He's asking guys, "Have some pride." So I see him say that on Twitter all the time. I see other, I see some of you guys saying that on Twitter. Have some pride. Take pride in the defensive end. Take pride in in not losing. Don't settle for losing. Who helps the team? Who gets a team to get to that point? Who's in the locker room yelling at guys? Who's a voice that we've heard the last couple of years saying when somebody misses a shot, hey, don't don't stop taking threes. Dorian, Jalen Brunson, gone. Luca sometimes, sure, has said that to guys. Keep shooting, you know, keep taking those shots. The team doesn't have a leader to step up in those moments when you're making a run. When you're making a run and all of a sudden, like they're they're you're making a run and they're they're getting you shot for shot. Beginning of the third quarter, you make a run, you gain the lead back, and then the the Pacers start building up a lead at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Where's the leader that comes in and galvanizes the team, brings them together, and says, Hey, we can't settle for this. Luca, you can't get beat one more time on a rebound. We can't get beat one. We can't make Christian Wood. We can't make another bad decision on switching. 
Kyrie, we can't have one more possession where you aren't aggressive and go to the rim when it's just you and a guard and the rim is open because we're spacing the floor and Miles, Miles Turner is standing next to you or behind you at that point. Tim Hardaway, we can't have you like close out bad and miss another defensive rotation again. Who's that guy on this team? They, they don't have one. They don't have that guy yet. And Kyrie also said something interesting after the game. He said he's having a really hard time. He's putting a lot of pressure on himself to make this good, to win games, and he's putting too much pressure on himself. He's never been traded midseason. That was something really interesting that he said when he first came to the Mavericks, when he did his introductory press conference, that I'd never gone through this before. And it's different. And he's used to, he said tonight, he said, I'm used to having a preseason where you can figure out all these things that we're trying to figure out. He's talked about nonverbal communication. He talked about, um, you know, being where you're supposed to be in rotations, knowing where guys are going to be in offensive spots. You saw it tonight. Guys try to throw to a spot on the floor and somebody's on a different spot. Trying to figure out all those little things, rotations, figuring out when your minutes are going to come from, where guys like the ball, things like that. That's stuff that you can't just do in a, like pick up in a pickup game. And just run with it. That's why teams like Denver, been together for a long time. Jokic, Murray, Aaron Gordon's been there a couple years. Uh, Porter Jr. was drafted there. Like, these guys have been there for a while. Milwaukee, those guys have played together for a while now. Won a title together. Boston, how long have Tatum and Brown been together for a long time? That chemistry and working together, that, that can become what makes a team work together and work for each other. If you don't have that, you need a leader to step up. I can say this because Isaac's gone. <laughs> this is this is the one time I can say this on the pod since Isaac's gone. LeBron steps up, steps up and becomes a leader on his team and galvanizes those guys together, all those new guys, and goes and beats the Mavericks and comes back from 27 down. <laughs> Isaac would hate me for saying that. He would he would recoil at me saying that LeBron is a leader. Steph Curry, stepping up as a leader. Draymond Green, stepping up as a leader for his team. They're fifth now in the West. <laughs> uh, you, you see these guys, that, that you bring a bunch of dudes together, you need someone that steps up as a leader. Honestly, Jalen Brunson with the Knicks right now, stepping up. We're teams making a run right now. There's really nobody making a big run right now, or got a bunch of guys and, and are making a run. We're going to see what happens with Chris Paul in, in Phoenix with Kevin Durant coming. Is Chris Paul going to be able to step up as leader? They're going to have the same problems as the Mavs. If they overcome it, it's because of their leadership. Monty Williams and Chris Paul. Monty Williams and Chris Paul, better leaders than Luka and and, and K- Jason Kidd. And we'll see if that if that makes a difference and if my theory is correct there. But this Dallas Mavericks team doesn't have a leader. They don't have somebody to step up and to get them to play the defense they played in the fourth quarter. Here's my mini breakdown of this game. They actually played defense in the fourth quarter. They held them to 18 points. The Pacers kind of shrunk from the moment. Didn't know what to do with the ball. I talked to Tony East on Lockdown Pacers a couple days ago, and we were, he was saying, this team doesn't have closing composure. They don't know what it is yet to close games in the NBA. They're a super young team. Tyrese Halliburton's young in the NBA. I said, well, the Mavericks have had real problems closing games too. <laughs> and it, that's exactly what had happened at the end of this game. Pacers had problems closing this game. Mavericks had more problems closing this game. There's a bunch of different things they could have done at the end, but they should have won this game earlier. In the second and third quarter, Kyrie said that tonight too, that our defense was the worst in the second and third quarter. Gave up 38 points, 37 points, and it just wasn't good enough. And you didn't have anybody calling the team out. Coming up, let's talk about some other things in this game. Uh, Maxi Kleba's return. Let's talk about that. That's a positive. Christian Wood 
He exited the game. We'll talk about that and what he did. Talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac. Still drinking. Still hanging out with you. Appreciate everybody. If you're here at this point, like, I think I love you. If you're still here. I think I do. Man, I'm one drink in. I'm already, I'm already professing my love to people. All right. Maxi Kleba gets his return. Plays just under 24 minutes. They were going to hold him to a minutes restriction. Seems like 24 minutes is the minutes restriction. They played him right up into it. He comes in. At the, or when did he come in? He came in about the seven minute mark of the first quarter. He ends up starting the, the third quarter, starting the second half instead of Dwight Powell. We're going to see this more and more. Maxi essentially closed the game too. How many fourth quarter minutes? He played eight, yeah, he played eight and a half third, fourth quarter minutes. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to become a bigger and bigger part of this rotation. They need him. They just need him. You could see it in different plays tonight when he was out there. Maxi was a plus nine. The, the highest on the team. Like, if this, is, if this is, like, proof, I know we can't take everything from single game plus minus, but if that is the proof of how big of an impact he can make on this team, it's that single game plus, it's that, you know, he's plus nine in a game the Mavericks lost, and we're down by a lot throughout this game. Not a lot, like 10. They're down by double digits for a lot of it. His defense mattered. Just being in the right spot, just ro- rotating right, just little decisions he makes. The little decisions he makes right and the little decisions like Christian Wood or uh, Luca or another player would make wrong, that makes such a big difference. Like just a couple more plays here and there makes such a big difference in the Mavericks defense. But him coming back was great. He had a three, had a couple of shots around the rim, missed both of his free throws early in the game. And the crowd, the crowd cheered when he got welcomed back to the game, which was awesome. I thought that was great awareness from Mavs crowd. This crowd was just dying for anything good to cheer for. <laughs> it was a it was a pretty lit crowd, and they were just dying for anything exciting to happen. And it didn't really till the end, and then they got disappointed. But they cheered for Maxi, which was awesome when he came back. And uh, he missed those two free throws early, and the crowd was like, "Oh, should we be excited about this? Are we gonna get let down by this guy, Maxi Kleba?" But I thought it was good that he returned. It's a positive step in the right direction. He's not going to fix everything. He's not going to fix the fatal flaw. He's not going to fix the defense fully, but it is going to help them. They are going to take a step forward. And you know what? It helps Christian Wood too, because playing Maxi Kleba and Christian Wood together works. Christian Wood is the lone big. Doesn't work. Can't do it. Playing Maxi and Wood together, you can do it. And we saw that some tonight. Christian Wood. Let's talk about Christian Wood. Christian Wood... Uh, I thought maybe played one of his worst games. I think he would say he played one of his worst games for the Mavericks. He did score 12 points. He was 5 of 13 from the field. Missed all five of his threes. Felt like most of those were forced. Four fouls, two turnovers in just 18 minutes. And so in the fourth quarter, he's playing. He's out there. And then all of a sudden... Uh, so beginning of the fourth... Let's, let's start over. Beginning of the fourth quarter... He starts the fourth quarter, and I think he had the worst like couple minutes stretch of his entire Mavericks tenure. He has two offensive fouls. One of them was questionable, but the other one was definitely an offensive foul. He took a bad shot. He missed a, missed a couple rotations, like just bad stuff, just really bad stuff. The Mavericks were trying to mount a comeback. They were down by uh, they were down by eight going into the fourth quarter. They needed just this run. They needed the the Kyrie Irving run in the w- Wolves game. They needed that twenty six point Kyrie Irving run. 
And Christian Wood was just like almost single-handedly taking him out of it. And so Jason Kidd subs in Maxi for Christian Wood. And Christian Wood goes straight to the locker room after that. And I saw a bunch of people on Twitter be like, oh my gosh, what happened to Christian Wood? Is he injured? Is he out? Blah, blah, blah. He was just mad. As far as I know, I haven't heard anything other, other than that he was just upset. And he goes straight to the locker room. He comes back. He comes back eventually and sits on the and sits down. And uh, I don't think he played the rest of the fourth. I could be wrong, but I don't. I don't think he played the. I, yeah, no, he didn't play the rest of the fourth. Just played that that minute and thirty seconds at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Didn't come back in the game, but he did come back to the bench. And he's probably just frustrated with himself with his situation. He hasn't gotten to the point where you can play him defensively that you can you can put him out there. Now, the rest of the team can't either, but he also makes bad decisions on offense sometimes too. And so you can't have both things. And so that's frustrating for Christian Wood. It's frustrating for the team. And uh, yeah, we, we've talked enough about his role and what he's going to mean to the team. He's going to be an off-the-bench guy. If he plays with Maxi, that's a positive for the Mavericks. If he doesn't play with Maxi, he can't be the lone big. So you're kind of just stuck with... Uh, playing him with Maxi. We'll see how much more they do that going forward. Jason, we know Jason Kidd doesn't trust him, right? For I can say all I want about about Christian Wood, and I think they should embrace him a little bit more, and they should at least use him as a spot up shooter. I can say all that stuff. That's what I believe. But Jason Kidd doesn't believe in him at all for for whatever reason, for what he's seeing in practice, for other things, for stuff in the game, defensive rotations, all that, and he's he just doesn't trust him. So that is what it is at this point. So he exited. He goes in the locker room. And uh, and that was it. He ne- he didn't didn't come back into the game. Here's another thing I just don't get about this Mavericks team right now. Now we're in the game notes section. <laughs> we're now I'm just like pontificating. Here's another thing I just don't get about this team right now. They trade Dorian Finney-Smith, and we're presented this idea that Josh Green is supposed to replace him, and that okay, this trade is. Some kind of, uh, some kind of signal that Josh Green is ready for a bigger role. He scores what he did. He scored forty points that one game. He's playing a ton when everybody's out. We're excited about Josh Green. We're seeing the things that he can do. That everybody's talking about him glowingly and seeing what he's he's capable of. And he has that. Uh, did I say forty points? No, he, he had a plus thirty nine. He scored twenty nine points in that game. Forty points. Josh Green forty point game. Uh, no, he was plus 39 in that game, but he had 29 points. He has that game. He, you know, he has the, uh, that game against Utah. He has the other game against Sacramento where he scores 23. Like you start seeing him step up into this bigger role and we're like, okay, he's the one that's going to replace Dorian's defense, his extra stuff, his offensive rebounds, his, you know, the passing is going to make the team a little bit better. And Justin Holiday comes in, he hits those four threes. Like, oh, the, a better spot up shooter the Mavericks can put in there. And so then Justin Holiday gets to start for him. I think I understand starting Justin Holiday instead of Josh Green, just because if you're in the starting lineup, it's going to be Luca and just dudes out there because Luca owns the first quarter. What did he score in this quarter? What did he score in this one? 18 points, seven of 10 from the field, three of four from three, like three or four from the free throw line. He, he just destroyed in that first quarter. And he does. So you don't need somebody out there that can do extra stuff. You just need guys that can spot up shoot. And Justin Holiday's a better spot up shooter than Josh Green, I think, right now. What I don't understand is Josh Green not playing big minutes. Tim Hardaway Jr. playing 36 minutes and Josh Green playing 22. I do not understand that on so many levels. Especially if Tim Hardaway's only getting six shots. 
Now, he hit four out of the six, which is good. The one he missed was a huge one late in the game that he, uh, he airballed a three that would have tied it, I think, late in the game. But I don't understand Josh Green not playing 30 minutes, a big role in this team. If you want to get better on defense, if this team is going to play defense at all, you don't play Tim Hardaway Jr. so much more than you play Josh Green. That, that I don't understand right now. And that's something that I just don't get what Jason Kidd is trying to do right now. Uh, we'll see if they're just trying Justin Holiday in an extended time. He only played 15 minutes. It's not like he played more than Josh Green, but I don't understand playing Tim Hardaway in, in that role and not playing. I would just switch him. Just switch him. Because you you're not getting ball handling from Tim Hardaway Jr. The other thing I don't get about this team is late in the game, they're trapping Luka full court. Rick Carlisle's pulling out all the stops. He's like, all right, we got to get the ball out of Luka's hands. Let's trap him full court. Everybody's tried this before. Who's the guy that comes to break the trap? It's Tim Hardaway and Kyrie Irving is sitting in the corner on the other side of the court. Another thing we were sold when the Kyrie Irving trade happened was, oh, you'll never be able to double Luka again because guess who's guess who's over there and, and going to be able to break these traps? It's Kyrie. Kyrie's standing in the corner on the opposite side of the court while Luka has the ball and two guys are coming at him and he has to throw the ball to Dwight Powell or to Tim Hardaway Jr., who's, who are not playmakers. Kyrie's one of the best playmakers in the game. Why Why are we doing that? Why, why is Kyrie not the one that comes up and, and breaks the trap? It, it's at half court. That's in Luka's passing lane for him to get the ball to. Why is it not Kyrie? I don't understand that. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know what it is at this point. It has to be Kyrie because that gives you the best opportunity to mess up what the defense is doing on the other end. They they trap Luka. Two guys are on Luka. And Ky- that means Kyrie has the ball with a four on three on the other end. If he can get, if he can push the ball, which he wants to push the tempo anyway. Why is that not the play? Why is it instead we give the ball to Dwight Powell who stands there and then finds another guard to get the ball to? Or Tim Hardaway Jr. who dribbles the ball up a little bit and then finds a guard to get the ball to? Am I done? Markeith Morris is a foul machine. Four minutes, two fouls. He had two fouls in like a minute. <laughs> I'm glad they're trying Markeith, though. I, I am glad he's getting some run. They need a big guy like that that can just be physical, maybe hit a three. He only took one tonight. Looked good, but he didn't He didn't hit it. I'll say this again. Miles Turner wants to be a Maverick so bad. He comes in every time with the cowboy hat. He came in with a cowboy hat tonight. He's from here. He works out here in the offseason. <laughs> you can see him with Luca. Luca like got blocked at the rim by Miles Turner. He didn't see him coming, gets blocked at the rim. And then they start like joking around together afterwards. And then Luca almost blocks Miles Turner on the other end on a different play and he fouls him. Miles Turner wants to be a Maverick so bad. Nico Harrison, if you're listening right now, explain yourself. Sorry. If you trade for Miles Turner in the offseason, this team will win the title. I don't care who's a leader at that point. There's no way you can't build a competent defense around Miles Turner and some dudes and Luka and Kyrie. And then the offense would be great because he gives you everything. Go get him. Just go get him. I know the Pacers will cost, it will cost a lot. It, will pro- it might cost more than what Kyrie cost. Go get him. That's your Drew Holiday trade. That's your Drew Holiday trade. Go get that guy. He wants to be here. All right. 
I've probably gotten myself in trouble several times. I'm glad I'm my own supervisor so that I don't, I'm not the one coming after me. Uh, Isaac will at least be upset at me for the, for the LeBron comment. But appreciate you guys hanging out with me. If you made it this far, I honestly really appreciate you a lot. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Make it as part of your day. It's never lost on me that this is my life. I, I literally walked into the AAC tonight. It was a really nice night weather-wise. And I'm walking in. I sit down on my seat and I go, man. Like, this is my life, that I get to go to games for free. I get to sit here in good seats. I get to enjoy stuff. I get to meet a bunch of you guys that are Mavs fans. We get to talk NBA. I get to go home and, like, like create this podcast that thousands of people listen to every day that's nuts that I, ne- I don't understand. And I just appreciate it. So I just appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, go listen to Lockdown NBA. Go listen to Lockdown NBA game to game. It's great stuff. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom!